0: I, I get work, and I can tell you,
1: from what we've heard, I think we're going to have a very I successful offseason when season. it comes to free agents. Welcome to ages. the Knicks Bait Podcast. Here! Takes spicier than the fish tacos in Santa Monica. We are to the New York Knicks as Pookie is to the Blue Tops. We're fiending here. three Knicks addicts
2: bringing you the hottest d-boy what's really good you're well randall shut me up tonight with those clutch shots but riddle me this have any of you ever seen him take an open easy jumper and make it
1: it's not easy to get open when everybody fears you and sends doubles and triples all day and you're still nice like that mvp mvp <laughs> A little side note about the program today, Sad Monty was a late scratch, he uh, just watched the the Lynn Sanity documentary and he's I think a little shaken up by it, so we're just giving him another night off to to figure things out, but we do have a very special guest in the building, he goes by many names, he is the author of the New York Times bestseller, Al Trodwig's Ghost, Nene, (laughs) thank you so much for joining us.
0: Guys, it's a pleasure. It's been it's I've been waiting for this moment basically my entire life. You're and, and it's finally come. Uh I can't I can't wait to get into it, man. Let's go.
1: Dreams do come true with the New York Knicks. Final score, the real team in NYC 106, the fake team in Los Angeles 100. Unfortunately, Clyde was not on the call tonight. But we did get to enjoy uh, Mark Jackson's biblical reverence of the New York Knicks play this year. We're going to get into Quick Hits. Quick Hits. Quicker.
2: Biggest win of the season, bar none. Let's give out these flowers. The Kaiden Randall, who's your daddy most valuable player, goes to the resurrection, the second coming, the actual best player on the Knicks, Derrick Rose. He kept the Knicks in the game in the first half with 19 points and a 9 of 10 scoring, ending with a team-high 25 to go along with his six boards and eight assists.
1: Better than Ronda.
2: The Carl Braun clutch baton goes to Julius MVP Randall On a night where he went seven for 19 and only had 14 points, his three step-back jumpers in the final few minutes of the game kept the Clippers at bay. The Hubert, Goober Davis, Deadeye, Golden Arrow goes to Charm City Zone Reggie Bullock, who made five threes this afternoon, including three in the third quarter on his way to 24 points.
3: This day in Sad Knicks history, May 9th, 2012, Miami 106, New York 94. Mike Bibby was starting for the Knicks at this advanced stage in his career, so he- you can kind of see how this was going to go. Carmelo was doing his thing, scoring 35 on some very difficult attempts. Dwayne Wade and LeBron decided to raise the stakes, bringing the intensity of a ditty all-white yacht party to the court. White hot heat. Julius Randle with a huge hit. Nick's going back to the same exact play. Clearing out. Randall with his left hand. Now it's George against
2: Randall. It was Batum on the last possession. Fall away. Hit it again! Julius Randall! It's
3: an exciting time for your Knicks.
2: Culture has been the word of the season. From Tibbs to Randall to Leon Rose to D-Rose to worldwide motherfucking West, the Knicks have been doing their darndest to prove to the league that the destructive environment of the last two decades plus is gone. There is proof in the pudding that this is not just propaganda, despite the owner, CEO, and chairman still being one of the worst human beings in all of sports. Fuck you. The Knicks have found their fight again, and the dogs they were supposed to be last year have been let off the leash. Tonight's win was as big as a regular season win can be, and it might have been the spark that can ignite a real playoff push. What do you think this win means going forward?
0: Guys, this is a huge win. You got to understand—they're finally coming together. The culture is finally improving through veteran leadership, right? Rose is cooking on all levels off the bench. Chef, chef—he's chefing it up. I think he's loving New York. This is where he's meant to be. He's—you know—he he's, loves the city, even though it's—it's it's not the best time to be in New York, right? As a as a baller, right? Going out to
1: the clubs. No, that's a big part of it. Maybe it is the best time to be in the city because all you can do is focus on hoops. He's focused, man. He's focused. And if you look at where this win is coming in the course of this road trip, two back-to-back blowouts at the hands of Denver and Phoenix. Denver just, just waxed us from the beginning. Jokic was in his bolsa the entire time. And Phoenix, we were right there with them until we lost our composure. And after a, a game where you lose your composure, RJ had a massive blunder that turned the tide of that game. Randall wasn't really on point. You, you wonder what Knicks team is going to show up the next game, especially when you're still on the road, you're still on the West Coast. And here we are, showing that we can settle down, find ourselves, find our center, and get to 500 minimum on this road trip, maybe even come away with a winning record.
2: Yeah, it's insane. The, the way the Knicks handled Memphis and the Clippers tonight – is a massive jump for this team's identity moving forward. This gives them the confidence that they can actually go take games from the best in the league, which we haven't really seen all year. It was not a fluke win.
1: What I loved about the performance this afternoon was the resourcefulness of it. You're missing Burks, you're missing IQ, you're missing that extra scoring punch in a team that sometimes, especially with number six on the floor, really has to work laboriously to find buckets. And Julius Randle was off until the very end when he hit you know, three massive shots to close the door.
2: So First we, time all season. First time all season. It's not the
1: first time all season that he's hit a, a dagger, but it might be the first time all season that he's hit a dagger against a really elite team like this. First time he put a game away. Fine, well, we'll let's at least give him credit for showing up when he showed up. We're not looking at a two-point loss to an elite team. We're looking at a six-point pretty significant statement win big win and they
0: are a deep team which is going to help them in the playoffs right they need that depth going down the stretch if someone goes down with an injury you know hopefully they can stay healthy but if they if they have this team the way it is now and they have quickly and uh, that backcourt is so dynamic They could make a run, guys.
1: Tibbs' system is pretty much all about checking your ego at the door, right? Randall is the closest thing we have to a superstar, and he's been super receptive to Tibbs' coaching. Do you think that this team... Bringing in a superstar would upset the Apple Cart. Do you think that that situation could turn us from this clutch, scrappy team that comes together to a team where the balance of power is off?
2: Well, a lot is going to ride on who the role players are because it's a team chemistry that is creating this culture. What superstar you bring in? Let's look across the aisle at this game at the Clippers. Kawhi, you know. The reason Kawhi went to the Clippers was because of that very similar to this year's season with Tobias Harris, with Shea, with Lou Will and Trez, where they defied the odds. They came together and they were like an actual contending, really solid team. And that's why Kawhi went. And now you look at them two years into Kawhi, two years after trading Shea and Picks, and Shamit and all these other pieces to get the guy in Paul George, the chemistry isn't there. The culture seems to have vanished no matter how loud Steve Ballmer yells. So the Knicks are in a, an interesting position. The culture is here this year, but what they do in the offseason and how they structure the future of this franchise is going to say a lot about whether this culture is permanent or temporary.
0: Exactly. They don't want to mess it up, but if they could do with one more big free agent. I think maybe they're one piece away.
1: But staying back in the here and now, that pitter-pat, pitter-pat, pitter-pat that's getting louder and louder, that's Jimmy Butler. That's Bam Adebayo. We got to lock in. We lock in. Like that.
3: Oh This time for a talk. See, I used to live in LA, worked as an entry-level intern for game day assistance with the Clippers. I was like, fuck yeah, I love basketball. Get to be in the arena for games. This couldn't be more awesome. Wrong. What I learned was that it's gonna take quite a bit of Steve Ballmer magic to fix a franchise that did such weird business. I learned that a large portion of the season ticket holders that you'd recognize, learn their names and what they did would show up for the games versus the Lakers, in Lakers gear. That's fucking weird. Not a great sign for how your franchise is perceived. They cover the Lakers banners with pictures of humor they're rolling out as the team or a marketing phrase that, no matter how snappy, doesn't equate winning culture. Now they're trying to take LA over with two of the smallest personalities in the league. Until you're you know, not rolling up to home games where statues of your rivals are outside or you got the next LeBron James, good luck with the takeover. Might as well hit the eject button and reintroduce as the Seattle Sonics.
2: We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait and always remember your lotion and tissues when replaying tonight's Tonight's Game. game.